0: Hello, no. happy Monday. Oh my gosh, I'm really excited to dive into today's episode. Um, I hope it's as helpful for you as this process has been for me. Um, but before we get started, just a reminder that I have shifted the content in the podcast to be for you. And what that means is that I am speaking directly to clients and friends who are sharing their struggles. Um, So if that's something you're interested in, if you have a mindset block or something you're struggling with, something that you really struggle with when it comes to living intentionally or living the dream life that you want, please, please, please share it with me. I would so appreciate it. And I will use all of the response is if I possibly can. So if you are interested in sharing something that you're struggling with in hopes that I will respond in a podcast episode, you can head to chasingwonderment.com forward slash share S H A R E. And as always all the notes for the podcast can be found, um, on my website, this is episode number 45, so just head to chasingwondermentcom forward slash forty-five, or you can scroll down and there should be a whole bunch of links at the bottom of this podcast episode in whatever app you prefer to listen on. Okay, so today's episode, we are going to be talking about how to make big decisions, how to make even small decisions. You can use this on anything, but how do you make these big decisions? And so someone shared with me, um, just that they were really struggling with making big decisions and it coincided with a big decision that I had to make with my mom last week. And so I thought, you know what? It's a great time to talk about it because first of all, we're at the beginning of the last quarter of the year, right? And so often that can bring a lot of change. It can bring a lot of big decisions. Um, it's kind of like that last hurrah. So some people get really excited about it. Some people get really stressed out about it. Um, and we talked about that last week. You can talk. You can go back and listen to episode forty-four. It's all about like how to finish this last quarter of the year well. Um, but basically. I just wanted to talk about, you know, some of the big decisions that may be coming up or some of the decisions that you have to shift knowing that we're now kind of at the end of the year. And that's where I'm finding myself. Um, So the situation that I found myself in last week was basically we had signed the kids up for a kids craft fair it was like designed to help them become more entrepreneurial obviously sounds something right up my alley I knew my kids would love it um and my mom had signed her my two little brothers up as well and so we um were gonna collectively collaborate on a booth we had ideas it was going great right the closer we got to the event the more it became apparent that the kids just were not They weren't willing to do the work. They didn't know what to do. We had to do a lot of the work for them, and that's really not the point. And um, the closer we got, the more chaotic it felt. It felt pushed. It felt rushed. It did not. It was not feeling right. And so I was starting to question, and my mom was starting to question. We were like, we should we push through this? Should we push through this? So really the first thing I want to talk about when it comes to making big decisions is how are you feeling? If you have a big decision that you are faced with, um, notice what you're feeling. For For me, for most of the time, when I'm facing a decision that um, I feel like I know I should be taking a step back from, it typically feels chaotic, it feels pushed, it feels unaligned, it feels really stressful or overwhelming, you feel rushed, you might feel pressure, Um, that is a sign that something needs to change. If you are feeling any of those feelings, or you can name a million more probably, but What we really honestly did, we hemmed and hawed over it for far longer than we should have. It took us about two weeks to make the decision. I wish we had made it sooner. Um, But the first thing that I do when I make a decision is I go to like my benchmark standard or statement. And my benchmark is to go where there's peace. As a woman of faith, as someone who believes that God is not the author of confusion, when I'm feeling confused, my go-to thought process is not, oh, I have to, like, figure this out and organize it. It's, oh, wait a minute. There's confusion here. There's stress. There's chaos. There's re- unrest. It's not feeling right. Where's the peace? Where's the peace at? So that may not be your statement, but that has brought me so much peace. <laughs> and also... Um, it helps me to kind of set a a benchmark like standard for, this is how I make decisions. And so maybe go where there's peace is not your statement. Maybe it's something like no rush, no fuss. If you're feeling rushed, then that's the place where you know that you need to make a change. maybe slower is better. I don't know. Whatever that statement is to you, it may take you a while to find it. It might have just popped into your head as I'm talking about it, but I would really encourage you to find a benchmark statement. And like I said, mine is go where there's peace. When I'm struggling with a decision, I will always just kind of stop myself and think go where there's peace. Okay, that leads me to point number two, which is to stop and evaluate. So this is, You know, the moment when you're like, okay, everything's feeling chaotic, it's feeling stressed, it's feeling rushed, I'm overwhelmed, it's not going well, you know, this is just not where I want to be right now. You think about that benchmark statement and then you stop and evaluate. First of all, what are you feeling compared to your benchmark statement? For me, I was feeling all the feelings that were anti going where there's peace, right? Um, the next thing that we have to decide is, is this something that you can say no to? Can you actually say no to this? Listen, hear me out. Sometimes we have made commitments that we should not back out of even when we want to. That is where the rubber meets the road. That is where sometimes you do have to press in. You have to follow through because we want to be women of our word, right? But there are also times when it is okay to say, hey, I overcommitted or, you know, this is not the right timing, I thought it was, I made a mistake, or whatever. And you can gracefully bow out of that situation. And if that is the case, that is where you can evaluate a little bit more. So you stop and you ask yourself, you know, can I get out of this? Can I not get out of this? If, if you can't get out of it, then how can I just survive until we get through this, this situation? If you can get out of it, it's a really good idea to sit down and talk and or write out your reasons. Like, why do you want to get out of it? Do you want to get out of it just because like you hate people and, you know, you don't like doing things? Okay, that there may be a place for that, but maybe you're just scared, right? Maybe you're just nervous to step into a new situation that really would be great for you. Or maybe you know that it is not the wisest choice for you right now and if that is the case, I want you to talk it out or write it out. Talk it out with someone you trust. Talk it out with your hubby, your significant other. Write it it out on a piece of paper. Grab your journal. Open a note in your phone. Whatever that looks like for you. Get it out of your head. Why do you want to say no? Why do you think it is wise to say no? In our case, like I mentioned just a few minutes ago, we were, we, we kind of stopped and I was like, wait a minute, where is there peace? And mom and I looked at each other and we both like almost simultaneously was, were said like, there's not peace to do this. There is not peace. The peace is to say no, to, to step back and, you know, gracefully bow out of this, this experience. Um, and we just kind of sat at the table, sat on, not on the table, at the table. (laughs) (laughs) we're not toddlers guys we didn't sit at the table on the table um but we kind of sat down and was like okay why why does it seem wise to take a step back and the number one reason was that the whole point of this entrepreneurial craft show was that the kids take the lead. And it was very clear to us that the kids were not ready to take the lead. And we were kind of basically doing all the work for them and pushing them to accomplish the things that they should have been kind of leading us in. Um, So that was part one. Part two was the kids obviously just weren't old enough. The further along we went, the more we realized they're not ready for this. It's not the right timing. Some of the kids are a lot younger than others, and we knew that it would be mass chaos to try to pull it off with this level, uh, this age of kids. Um, So we just kind of chatted it out. We made sure, this evaluation stage, it helps you make sure that you are, in fact, making the right call. If you are backing out of something that you know you should do, that you know you want to do, and you want to back out of it because it's scary, because doing new things is terrifying, because you hate being around people, because blah, 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 those are excuses. You hear me? I love you. But I don't want you to hold yourself back because you're afraid. The whole point of this is to really get clear on is this wise or is this not wise? Sometimes it is wise to take a step forward into the unknown and jump off the cliff and grow your wings on the way down, right? Sometimes that is wise. That is the best move. Sometimes it's not. So this stop and evaluate stage helps you get really clear on if it's wise to step back, if that's where the piece is or whatever that benchmark statement is, if that is the pla- is the, the thing that you're leaning towards, talk it out, write it out, evaluate it, make sure that all your reasons seem wise, right? Okay, now comes the hard part. And I say this because if you struggle with indecision or you really struggle with people pleasing, this can be a very, very difficult part. You ready for it? Here it goes. <laughs> make the call. You've gotta make the call. At some point when it comes to making big decisions, you've looked at your benchmark phrase, whether it's, you know, you don't want to rush, whether it's you want to slow down, whether it's go where there's peace, whatever that benchmark statement is for you, you've taken a look at it, you've stopped, you've evaluated the entire situation, you've looked at kind of like that pros and cons list of why we should or why we shouldn't, now it's time to make the call. You know what the best call is. You know what you're supposed to do. Even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's difficult, you have to make the call. Just make the call, get it done. Once we kind of sat down and chatted about the reasons why it seemed wise, why we thought it was the best call to step out of this event, um, my mom texted the lady immediately and she was just as sweet as could be. Um, it was no big deal. Like, that's again, this is the thing. We knew that we could pull out. It wasn't something that um, we had to do because we had fully committed. I I don't know if that makes sense. Um, There are times when you can't pull out. Like, it will not be good on your character. It will not reflect on who you are as a person if you pull out of something, right? If you pull out and you're leaving someone in a lurch, that's completely different than this situation Where um, we knew that there was grace if it didn't work out. Um, We knew there were a lot of other people that had signed up for this event. So it wasn't like we were ruining the event by not showing up. Um, So we texted the lady. We let her know as soon as we made that decision and just got it off our plates. Make the call. It's hard. I know it's hard. I know it's uncomfortable. I know you don't like it, especially, again, if you struggle with indecision or people-pleasing. But please, please, please just do it. Get it off your plate. Get it off your chest. Let the nerves go. Get it done as fast as you can. All right, number four. Now, this is really important, especially if you struggle with number three, the making the call part, right? Where you say like, hey, I'm out. I can't do this. It's not wise, whatever. Number four, I want you to notice how you feel. I want you to notice what happens. What happens after you make the call? Now, first of all, you may feel some nerves and stress. You may feel nervous, you may feel anxious, um, you may feel sad. Like those feelings may be there, yes. But I want you to notice what happens underneath that because sometimes we feel nerves and stress and overwhelm and anxiety because we've done something really scary as someone who struggles with indecision or someone who struggles with people pleasing, right? So it's really scary to tell someone no when you're used to saying yes all the time. So those feelings may be there, but I want you to notice what lingers. For me, as soon as we made that decision, I felt lighter. I felt like everything flowed better. I felt like life was easier. Over the next couple of days, everything got simpler. It was like easier to homeschool the kids. I could focus my attention on it without stressing about all the other things that were, you know, adding to my plate because of this event. Um, everything got lighter and easier. Here's why this is so important. We have got to teach our brains that making big decisions like this is a good thing. Making decisions is a good thing. But if we're stuck in indecision, our brain likes us to stay stuck because the fear center of our brain is like if we're stuck, we're safe. We can survive at this level of unhappiness. That is literally the i mean it's not really a thought process for your for your fear center of your brain but that's how it works it is it's goal is to keep you stuck so if you make a big call if you make a big decision i want you to really notice how you feel in days and weeks after it notice it pay attention to it write it down put it on a note in your phone talk about it with your hubby or your person that you've helped you know, you've chatted this decision out with, chat about it, discuss what it felt like. The whole point of that is that you're teaching your brain to think better about big decisions, right? We're teaching our brains that it is okay to make big decisions, it is safe to make big decisions, It is wise and good to make big decisions. And the more that you do this, the more that you lean into this, the easier those decisions are gonna be. The first few are gonna feel like nails on a chalkboard. It is the worst, and I'm so sorry. (laughs) It really is. If you need somebody to talk it out with, Please book a wonder session with me. I would love to sit with you and hear about this decision that you need to make and just kind of help you walk through it if that's something that you would love an outside ear for. I'm here for it. It's going to feel really uncomfortable, especially if you struggle with making decisions, if you struggle with indecision, you're struggling with people pleasing, and you want to make everybody happy, and you've said all these yeses to all the people. Okay. Okay. I'm just, I'm getting hyped now, guys. <laughs> All right, so the, the fourth step, like I said, is to notice what happens next. If you If your brain freaks out with anxiety and stress and overwhelm right after, please hear me. That's normal, especially if you struggle with decision-making and people-pleasing. But how do you feel? Do you feel lighter? Does everything feel like it flows better? Does it feel easier? Does it feel simpler? Notice it, write it down, tell somebody. Teach your brain. It's okay to make good decisions. All right, number five. Number five. This is a big one. Prepare for impact. <laughs> Sounds dramatic, right? The point of that is that some people might not love your new decision-making skills. They really might not. They might not like the fact that you've made the decision that you've made. They might not like the fact that you've suddenly put up boundaries that you've never had before. Um, and so when we told the kids that, you know, we've decided that we're gonna pull out of this event. They were really sad. And that was really hard to watch as a mom. I wanted them to do this thing. Um, I knew it would be really good for them, but I knew that we had made the right call. So it was really, really hard to tell them that and I felt really bad for them. And we kind of walked through the discussion with them of like, you know, we just don't have enough time. We've run out of time. Every time we get together, we're, you know, corralling all the kids and trying to get you guys to focus and nobody wants to do the things and you want to play and you want to do this instead and, and you know, we're correcting that poor behavior choices and all these different things. So we talked that out with them and we stood firm in our decision. So that's part one of preparing for impact. And the other part of that is that you need to be grounded in your decision. This is why we did the stop and evaluate in part two. That's why we did that. Because the whole point of that is to really get clear on why you're saying no, why you're stepping back, why you're choosing this as the best option. Those reasons why help ground you in your decision they help you to trust yourself. They help you to trust your choice. They help you to remember that your your benchmark statement, that thing that, you know, is the, the helper, that deciding factor for the whole decision is truly the reason and, and a good reason why you need to stick with this decision. So preparing for impact is all about remembering that certain people may not love the decision that you've made, they may not love the boundaries that you've set, they may not appreciate you taking a step back or saying no or whatever that decision involves – And also to remember that you need to stay grounded, that your decision that you've made is the right one, it's the best one, it's the perfect one for you, it's the good one for your family, whatever that decision is, you really need to stay grounded because if someone comes at you because they don't like your decision, you need to be able to back it up. You know what I mean? Like, if someone, if you make a big decision and someone comes at you and is like, I don't like this decision you made. I think it's stupid and blah, 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 blah. Okay. You can stand there and you can listen to whatever it is they have to say or read their text message that they sent you in anger and frustration and you can take a step back and you can take a look at everything you wrote down or remember everything that you talked about in the stop and evaluate portion and you can think, okay. I hear what you're saying and I understand that this is a frustrating situation for you. I understand that it's not what you want or whatever, but I made the call for a reason. And you can give those reasons or you cannot give those reasons, but you know the reasons why you made the tough call. You know why. And that is everything because the more that you do this, the more that you learn to trust yourself, You learn to trust your own ability to make decisions. You learn to lean into what you think is wise, what you think is correct, what you know to be true. That helps you to make better decisions. The more you do this process, the easier it becomes. Please hear me. I am not coming to you as someone who is good at decision making. I have struggled with indecision and people pleasing for years. I love to say I am a recovering people pleaser for that reason. Um, I really, really struggle with making decisions. And as someone who wrestles with it for forever, like I said, It took us two weeks to come to this decision. We should have made it last week, like a while ago. We should have made it a while ago. Um, But I just want you to know that I'm not coming at this telling you here's the perfect formula and it's so easy for me. It's not easy for me. It's really, really hard. It's really hard for me to trust the decisions that I've made. I second guess the decisions that I've made. And so that's why it's really helpful to have someone that you can bounce ideas off of and you can talk to um, because it's good to get some confirmation that where you think is wise also sounds wise to them. Does that make sense? It's like you get some wise counsel. So I just think it's really good to kind of start to form what you think or feel like is the wisest choice and then take that to someone else. Don't go asking for their opinion figure it out on your own, and then run it by someone that you trust and say, hey, this situation came up, they asked me to do this, I really am hesitant because I've got enough on my plate, this is feeling really stressful, adding it feels very overwhelming, I think I'm gonna say no, do you, what is your opinion? And if they confirm, what you have already come up with on your own, then that is just wise counsel. It's helping you. If they have something different to say, maybe hear them out, but that doesn't mean that you need to change or shift what your original gut feeling was. Does that make sense? Sometimes we have to uncover those gut feelings. That's why it's so helpful for me to have that that benchmark statement of go where there's peace. Because knowing that I go where there's peace oh my gosh, it like, it instantly peels back all the layers for me. If I am struggling with a decision, if I feel like I ought to pull back from something, then I go where there's peace. On the flip side of that, recently, I desperately wanted to pull out of a commitment that I have made. Really, really wanted to. Like I was so overwhelmed. I was so done with it. I was like, I'm not doing this. And I thought about texting the person and saying like, hey, I'm out, I can't do this, felt a very clear no. Like The piece was not there to say I I can't do this anymore. And I was like, okay. So I sat with it, I talked to my hubby about it. He was in support if I wanted to pull out or if I wanted to stay. And I was like, uh, I really wanna pull out. Every time I went to pull out, like I can't tell you how many times I opened up my phone to write the text message. And every single time it was like I had no peace. And the funny thing is, is over the next couple of times of me um, taking care of that commitment or walking out that commitment, it was incredible to see my own growth through that commitment. If I had chickened out and said no, then walking that out would not have grown me like it has. Is it still somewhat uncomfortable? Absolutely, yes. But in this instance, the piece was actually staying committed, not walking away. So for me, that's why that's such a powerful benchmark statement, because it's not always, oh, I'm just going to back out because it's my excuse. Sometimes it means leaning in when I don't want to. That's why I say that that is kind of my benchmark statement for figuring out how to make a really big decision. And I wanted to share that because I want you to see that it's not always, again, it's not always backing out. It's not always, oh, I just need an excuse to get out of this situation because I don't want to be put in an uncomfortable spot. I don't want to go out of my comfort zone. Um, Sometimes... Making big decisions means leaning into something uncomfortable, and so that is where finding that benchmark statement can be really, really helpful for you. All right, that is all I have for this episode. I really hope that it was encouraging. I hope that it was helpful to see a little bit inside of my life and how I've made a big decision recently um a couple big decisions recently and I just hope that it's helpful for you to see that you can make decisions you can trust yourself you can lean into what is wise and um what seems right for the season that you're in I just I really hope this was encouraging I know that it's really difficult to make big decisions and to walk those out and to feel comfortable and safe doing so um if you need to chat about a big decision please 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 join me for a wonder session I would absolutely love it You can find the link in the show notes. It's chasingwondermentcom forward slash wonder session. It's basically a half hour of my time to sit down with you and chat about whatever it is you need to chat about. We talk about mindset. We talk about intentional living. The goal is that you walk away with one mindset shift or just really helpful, realistic tip to try to help you live a more intentional life. Um, and again, if you want to share any struggle that you are currently dealing with and you want to hear an anonymized version, it will be anonymous. I won't like share your name and all the gory details, (laughs) but if you want to share a struggle that you are experiencing right now, um, head to chasingwondermentcom forward slash share. And there's a little questionnaire you can fill out. You can send it to me. Um, And it's just a really great way for me to help you in a very real life way. All right, that is all for today. Thank you so much for being here. I hope that no matter what else you do, friend, you keep chasing wonderment. See you next week. Hey there. If you really enjoyed this podcast, I was hoping you would take a second to let me know. Come follow me on Instagram at Chasing Wonderment and just send me a DM and tell me how much you enjoyed it. I so appreciate it and I would love to get to know you.